Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. Welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. And today's conversation is what I would say is one of our most inspirational guests. Um, Allie Brooke has joined us for this episode recording. And, you know, before we really get into who Allie is and what she does, I just want to give you all a backside story. You know, at 27, Allie Brooke has already experienced more than most people do in their whole lives. You know, she was thrust into the spotlight at 19 years old, starting as a contestant on The X Factor. She went on to join an all-girl pop group, which was named Fifth Harmony, and later placed third on Dancing with the Stars. And so right there, you can already hear, I'm going to be asking questions about that. There are ups and downs to stardom, and we all know that. And Brooke has leaned heavily on her large extended Mexican-American family and a very great deal of faith. And so I am so excited to, uh, to have you, Allie. So thank you for being on this podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. That introduction was, was so kind and beautiful. So thank you very, very much. You know, and this is the thing as people are tapping into this episode, they're listening to where you're at today. You're 27 years on this earth and you've accomplished a lot of things. So tell us, you know, how did you get thrust in the spotlight at 19? Where did that journey begin for you? So, wow. So I was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, and I'm super close to my family. You know, we're Mexican-American. And at nine years old, I started singing. My life got changed um, from my third grade elementary school teacher. She told my parents, oh my gosh, your daughter has a voice. She should really do something. She has a gift. And then at that age, my parents put me into a local performing school, so to speak, or program in San Antonio. And I started performing all around wherever I could. And then at 12 years old, I was discovered by Dana Barron, who was the original Audrey in the National Lampoon's Vacation. And she also was a person who changed my life. And then from 12 years old to 19, I was back and forth from Los Angeles to San Antonio with my parents, pursuing a dream, you know, trying to get a record deal, trying to have music out, recording original music, performing everywhere I could in middle schools and high schools and gosh, doing what we could to make our own music videos. And my mom would style me. And sometimes there'd be like five people in the audience. And sometimes there'd be like 50 or a hundred at times. And we just did that for many years. And then 19 was when I got my big break on X Factor and everything changed. Wow. Okay. So the question I'm hearing right here is, you know, did you have this vision? So, you know, your third grade teacher really kind of started to prompt you. Where was that vision? When did it start for you, Allie? Like, when could you say, you know what, I'm going to be on the main stage. I'm going to accomplish these things. Yeah. So. When I first ever performed, not not just singing in church, but performed at nine years old, the first song 
the first time that I performed was at the Market Square in San Antonio, and I was super shy. Oh my gosh, I was battling so many nerves as a young child. But then the moment that I stepped onto the stage and afterwards, how I felt just in my, my spirit and my soul, this beautiful, electrifying feeling that even to this day I can't describe, Right then and there, I fell in love with music, with singing, with performing, and seeing the way that the audience reacted to that and how music, uh, how the music made them feel. That is a moment that really was so powerful for me. And that's when I knew, you know, as a child, you can't really kind of figure it out, like how you're going to get there, but you just know that this is my dream. This is my passion. This is something that makes me feel like I have superpowers. It was uh, phenomenal. So that was kind of the age where I just knew that I love this and I wanted to do it forever. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing you really are listening to your faith, you know, like that, that inner being, you know, what was Allie brought into this world to do? And I think, you know, you started to connect those dots and you're one of those people who, you know, it happened at a very early phase for you. So, you know, what's really exciting, you're going to add being a published author to the list of things, right? Your new book comes out next week. It's finding your harmony. I mean, here's again, one more kudos. I'm all about recognition. It's a key component within our brand. And, you know, you wrote this book and you hope that it will help young people cope with issues like body positivity, anxiety, depression. You know, yeah. tell us, Allie, why did you write Finding Your Harmony? Give us the backstory of why mm -hmm. this is so powerful. Well, like you said, you know, even though I'm, I'm pretty young, I have lived more than most in, in my life and have seen a lot and dealt with all those issues that I, I talk about, you know, uh, insecurity, feeling hopeless feeling worthless, being faced with adversity, so much rejection. And um, even in my personal life, you know, dealing with my mom and her scoliosis and how I, my family and I got through that and huddled together as a family and leaned on our faith, how we uh, overcame even cancer in the family. There's so many things that I have dealt with and been through in my life. And you know, in moments, it, it does feel like you're not going to get through it or you feel like hope is lost or gone. But being in those positions, you know, I know how my fans feel because they'll tell me they feel that way or they're, they're dealing with their own uh, battles, so to speak. And for me, I, I wanted this because I said, I know how you feel, uh, you know, as my fans shared their stories with me. And this is the perfect way to show them, hey, this is everything that I went through, all the good and the bad, but you can overcome that, you know, and just picturing all these, these girls and boys and what they've been through and their issues, it's, it's awful. And being able to put that to pen and paper and guide the reader through how I got through that and give them advice and tips is something that is is so meaningful. And I hope that it helps somebody who felt like I did um, through everything, all the good and bad. And you're going to laugh in this book too. And you're going you're gonna to smile and you're going to feel all the, the peaks and valleys. Um, but just empowering the reader to know that if you just dig deep inside of yourself, if you if you have that little mustard seed of faith, beautiful things can and will happen. You just have to believe and continue on. 
Okay, so Allie, people are listening to this and they're going, there's no way Allie Brooke could be having body positivity issues, anxiety, you know, <laughs> give it, like where did that start from? Give us like a real like feeling of the day that you just said, you know what, I, I just don't feel good about who I am. Tell us about it. Well, actually at a young age, I remember feeling really insecure about my body. You know, when you're a young child and a teenager, of course, you're just dealt with all this insecurity. And I cannot imagine now dealing with that. And I feel so bad for this new generation because you have social media right in your face. And I kind of had it, you know, towards my later teens and it was awful, but I can't imagine now. You know, at 12, that happened. And then coming out to LA early and me not looking like everybody else, that was, that was really difficult and challenging. But uh, then when I, and I never wore um, like a bikini <laughs> ever, really, gosh, I think maybe just once in my life or maybe when I was younger, like six or so. So I had this already in my head and I was sensitive. And then fast forward, being in Fifth Harmony, being at the top, and we were doing a music video, we were in bathing suits, and I was feeling super insecure. But I had a moment of feeling good about myself, finally, and my body. And after we finished shooting, I opened up social media, and there were paparazzi photos of me and everyone but of me, and they were very unflattering. And people started body shaming me, calling me fat, saying that my body was not okay, that I was ugly, that I was not beautiful, all these things. And it wrecked me. You know, thank God I had my fans to support me and lift me up and defend me. But that was so devastating. And especially in the book, I kind of walk you through everything that I went through at that point, but it just shattered my confidence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when somebody's not walking in the shoes that you have, Allie, it's kind of hard to relate thinking, oh, everything just must be perfect, right? The power that goes into those negative comments. And even though you are a positive person, we're not immune to it, right? It, it, it doesn't mean that we are not hurt mm. and diminished by those, by those statements. So, you know, it's how did so you bring yourself forward through that? That was really hard. I mean, I actually suffered, I would say, a few years of not truly ever feeling enough or meeting the standard of Hollywood. And at that time, I also share in my book that there wasn't this wave of body positivity. You know, only one image was celebrated, which was kind of to be on the more thinner side. And, and I had been the heaviest I had been because of other issues that were going on and all that manifested and led to this moment on the beach and then me being made fun of. But now seeing that there is such an amazing wave of body positivity and representation and wow, it's incredible. And that's what makes me smile and happy. But getting through that, you know, leaning on my family, leaning on my friends, choosing to believe that I am beautiful, believe what those fans told me. It took a while, a long time, but I finally got there, you know, where I chose to love who I am, who God made me to be and to really accept that and accept myself. And it's not easy, you know, like I'm not saying it happens overnight and just, just this magic pill. No, it takes a long time and a lot of just talking to yourself and talking to your family or friends. But that's how I kind of got through it was just day by day. Yeah. And so I'm hearing, you know, just the power of your tribe, right? The people who believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. That's yeah. one of the best things you can do is, is just, you know, be so open. And you're known for your spiritual openness and your positive approach. I think like becomes like. 
So when you stand in that space and you embrace all of that, it can't help but bring others into that same, that same space. Okay, so there's a few other questions we have here. I mean, Fifth Harmony, right? Tell us about that experience. And, and then you went on to uh, your own solo uh, career. Tell us about that space in life. Yeah, that was so crazy. So I got my big break in a Fifth Harmony. We were one of the biggest girl groups in the world. I mean, to be a part of that was such a whirlwind. And in the book, I really go go uh, in depth with that. And we were able to travel the world, to break records, to sell millions of records, to get billions with a B of, of views on YouTube, to win so many awards. It was crazy. And so much of that was amazing. And, you know, your life changes. But on the other side, I dealt with when you're in that spotlight and Lots of things are happening around you. You feel like you lose your voice. And, and I, I didn't feel uh, represented fairly on a lot of our songs or a lot of our records, which was tough. But I also wanted to be you know, grateful and happy and positive on the other side. And then I kind of dealt with a lot, of, a lot of adversity in the group. Two, as far as like, you know, when I tried to stand up for myself, I was met with feeling shamed uh, in wanting to have just a little bit more singing, you know, and there was some inappropriate behavior by some executives uh, in my label and then a different label. And then feeling that body shaming was horrible. And then dealing with just feeling like you're trapped because you lose your sense of identity and kind of being told in ways that you don't have much worth. I mean, of course, it's going to kind of kill your, your spirit. But I got through that, you know, and I took the good, you know, the highs for the highs and the lows I dealt with in certain ways and that I open up about in my book. But uh, I got through it. And now I'm a solo artist. And, you know, I took that chapter of my life, super grateful for it. And now being solo is just, I mean, this past year and a half has been the best year and a half of my life. And I've been able to be on Dancing with the Stars and start my own solo tour. And I'm here in Atlanta filming my first film. It's, it's been beyond incredible. So be what's in your heart. I'm telling you. And again, in the book, you see the whole story, but yeah, yeah. You've got like making music on your terms, you know, and I love that people are listening to this tend to be in that independent unbridled spirit themselves. And so I think they're relating to that as well. And you charted back-to-back singles in the top 40 and amassing over 200 million collective worldwide streams. I mean, that, that right there in itself. Okay, so give us the insight into Dancing with the Stars. Like, how did that happen, Allie? And, you know, what was the greatest lesson you learned from that experience? Mm, well, Dancing with the Stars changed my life. It was such a ride. It was Ah, oh, it was incredible. And, you know, in Fifth Harmony, I was made fun of for my dancing. I was called the weakest dancer. I, I was told that I could not dance. You know, people online would make compilation videos of me dancing or looking awkward and just making fun of me. One of them went viral, which now I look back and it's funny, but back then it was humiliating. So at first I got approached um, once in 2018 to do Dancing with the Stars. I thought it wasn't the right time, but secretly I was scared, um, so I passed. But then they called me back the next year, thank God, and I was nervous again. I was nervous to be made fun of. I was nervous to fail on national TV or to, you know, just make a fool out of myself or embarrass myself. But my team and my parents really spoke life into me and my friends, and they said, don't be afraid 
who cares what the haters say? I know you want to do it. And deep down, I did want to do it because I was a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars since I was young. I would watch it with my mom. When Fifth Harmony would perform on there, it was like, ah, it was such a beautiful, uplifting family uh, environment. And I wanted that, you know, and and just being a fan. So I did it and I learned so much about myself. I learned how much strength I had. I learned how much I could actually take on balancing, you know, 10 hours of dancing and also recording music or traveling to perform, being on tour, et cetera. And I made so many rich friendships that changed my life and, um, and learning that I could actually dance. <laughs> that was awesome. Getting that validation. Oh, it was it was euphoric. There's so many things that I just, uh, I took from it. And I smile looking back at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so who was your partner on Dancing with the Stars? It was Sasha. And we had an amazing partnership. He was like a brother to me, an older brother. And I was like his little sister. I opened up to him pretty immediately when we met about my insecurities and my past of being made fun of for my dancing, etc. And he really just took all that and shattered it. And <laughs> he dug deep with me. And yeah, at first I had two left feet while I was dancing, but <laughs> I continued to persevere and work my butt off to not only prove to other people, but to myself that I had it inside of me. I just needed to let it out and to leave all the negativity in my head behind. And I did, and it led to one of the most beautiful things. So I want to encourage anybody out there who's afraid to do something, who's afraid of the haters or negativity to stop you. I would encourage you to do it because it can lead to such a new path and even greater heights than you could have imagined. Take it from me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is just absolutely phenomenal. Okay, so one of the other things too, um, Allie, and this is going to be a very pivotal piece of finding your harmony and, and what people are going to read about in the book. You know, one of the, the things that you're known for as well, and you, you'll talk about for the first time, is your very personal decision to, you know, abstain from sex until marriage. You know, as a young person, take our listeners into that space of, you know, making that decision, but really staying true to your values use in all of the experiences that you've had and the pressure even, I can't imagine that you've had to face around that. Tell us a little bit more about that space. Yes. So I was like super nervous to open up about that. I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to probably make fun of me and rip me apart. But it came out a few days ago and I got people who respect my decision and who have shown me love and supported me and even people who don't may not necessarily believe the same thing. They're like, I respect her and I, you know, support her. And just like I, I wouldn't, and I write this very clearly, I would never judge anybody else for making another decision than me, you know, and, and I'm just thankful that people have, have cheered me on, you know? And so for me, I was, I turned 18 and I write about this in the book and I asked my parents for a true love weights ring. That was my personal choice. And they, got me that ring for my birthday. And this was before X Factor happened. And I continued to hold that true, you know, to this, to this day. And of course, like, it's not easy all the time, you know, <laughs> but just staying true. And like, for me, it's about seeing myself at the finish line and kind of just keeping that commitment that I made with, with God. That's just my personal choice. You know, it has been a bummer because some people in the industry when I was in Fifth Harmony, when I would tell different people, they would kind of make, they'd make fun of me and kind of make me feel like that they didn't believe me and all this stuff. So that hurt. But 
knowing that, hey, it's my truth. I'm going to hold my head up high no matter what. And this is mostly my opportunity in my book to be honest and real with my fans on my personal decisions. And I respect and celebrate everybody in their personal decisions. And I love that we can all be from different backgrounds and different walks of life, but still love each other and be there for another. That is so powerful to me and so uplifting. Yeah, no, we can hear your strength in that space. And, you know, kudos to you for, you know, being such a strong woman and, you know, being a strong woman in business and entertainment and all of the different things that you've had to, you know, that you've had to experience. And so, you know, as we're coming into the close here, I've watched your videos. I mean, I've obviously, you know, I've a super fan, Allie. Um, where can we find you? Like, give us the nuts and bolts of like, as somebody's listening to this episode, and you want them to Google or find out more. Where would you like them to go? Yes, guys. Um, well, you can follow me on social media everywhere from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter um, at Allie Brooke, A-L-L-Y-B-R-O-O-K-E. And then, uh, of course, you can get my song on my music on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube and I hope that it makes you happy and feel something and, and dance. And I hope that it's uplifting to you and that you love it. So oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You're going to add some more super fans. I know just by, uh, you know, by sharing your truth and, you know, really excited to, to get out there and uh, have people purchase your book, Finding Your Harmony. What an amazing story. Allie, this is just absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for joining us today. And, um, you know, if you like this episode, please share this podcast with others. And we thank you in advance for this partnership. So thank you so much, Allie. And uh, this is Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo.